0: The last word with Matt Cooper. Today, we didn't have Charlie Weston with us yesterday for personal finance because we were doing the gadget show, but we're going to do instead a personal finance special today on mortgages. The reason being that there were a couple of stories over the weekend that really caught my attention. One was about the average age now of the first time buyer having gone up over 30 for the first time. And also there was a story that John Drennan wrote in the Irish Mail on Sunday about the number of mortgages that are held by so-called non-bank entities, or as they're popularly known in some quarters as vulture funds. And just some of the numbers there, apparently there's 712,000 home loans existing in the state they have a value of about €100 billion euro owned owed by the borrowers to the lenders. And of those 712,000, over 112,000 of the mortgages are now held by these so-called vulture funds. Charlie Weston, can you just explain a little bit who these lenders are and how they've ended up having
1: these mortgages? Yeah, Matt, they've become a very significant presence in the market now. they the funds, if you like, the vulture funds, are now responsible for one in six uh, mortgages or homes. You know, some of them are buy to lets now, but um, a lot of them are homes. And these people are trapped. You know, they can't move. A lot of them, you know, some of them can. My own mortgage it was an old Danske Bank mortgage. It's with um, P- Pepper hold the title to that. It's owned by people who are never named when you're when when you're written to. My mortgage—I'm uh, actually—must be one of the few people in the country who knows who owns my mortgage. It's owned by Goldman Sachs and Pimco, two American investment funds. But most people assume the Pepper or Start or Mars or somebody owns their mortgage. They're just servicing for you, but they hold the title, uh, so they—they're the legal entity that represents you. And these people have been pushing up rates at a ridiculous rate. Um, essentially most of these borrowers can't fix because these these funds won't offer fixed rates and they can't move because most of them have had some sort of an issue in the past where they've been in arrears, I had a split mortgage where part of the mortgage was put to one side while they coped with unemployment or something for a period. So other lenders won't look at them. So, I mean, it's... Can I just clarify something
0: more, Charlie? Can I just clarify that in the vast majority of these cases, people did not opt for these non-bank lenders. It was that their loan was with somebody they entered into a contract with, but the loan, because of the small print in the
1: contract, was sold on to somebody else. That's it exactly, Matt. I think 100% of these people d- d- didn't choose to, to have their mortgage moved to, to another uh, um, you know, a fund at all. Uh, it, it happened because the central bank put pressure on the banks to kind of get rid of their, what they call their, and non performing loans. And it's a clear example of institutional failure here on the triple. Because when these m- mortgages were moved and they were moved in various tranches, they were sold by the conventional banks. People were told by the Department of Finance. They were told by the central bank. They were told by the banks themselves, nothing will change here. It's only when mortgage rates started going up, and the European central bank started pushing up rates aggressively, that these people discovered that their rates are going up at a much, much higher rate than, uh the, the, the conventional banks. You, you know, eight and a half, nine, ten 10% they're being charged on their mortgages. Whereas if they stayed with the likes of permanent TSB, a lot of them were permanent TSB or AIB, they'd be paying about half that, they'd be paying about four, 4.2%. And so these people deeply resent this. A lot of them won't admit it because they, they haven't told family and friends that they're, they're shame. They feel shame, wrongly feel shame about it. And and they're, they're being let down, really badly let down, Matt. Okay, Martina Hennessy is
0: Managing Director of Doddle.ie. Why are these lenders charging such high interest rates by comparison with the established Irish banks such as AIB, Bank of Ireland, Permanent TSB?
2: Well, Matt, they don't have a treasury function. So they have one available rate, which is generally a a variable rate. They have no, these mortgage customers do not have an option to fix their rate. So um, many people will be in different circumstances who have their mortgages with these loan servicing firms. There's a lot of buy-to-lets, as Charlie said. There's also a significant number that are on tracker rates. And, you know, their margin has always been the same to the ECB. So they've seen their rates increase just as any other tracker mortgage holder would. Um, And then 20% of those mortgage customers or those mortgages are restructured currently as of June with, with the loan servicing firm. So there's many, many mortgage applicants who are are have been on, say, fixed rates. Their loans were sold to loan servicing firms. They're on variable rates and they are not in a position to switch if their mortgage is restructured because you cannot switch if you have a restructured mortgage. Your mortgage has to at least... Be be repaid in interest and capital for a period of two years before another lender will take you on. So, really, they don't have other rates on offer because they're not a lending institution. They don't have a treasury function. Sorry, can I just explain
0: that? Is that they're not actually taking in deposits like a bank does. The money that they get is money that they borrow themselves on the markets, which tends to be more expensive. Is that the case?
2: Exactly. So they're not a lender; they are a loan servicing firm or a non lending entity. So they don't offer mortgages. So they don't have a, a range of products like a standard or a traditional or conventional lender would have in Ireland. So they, you know they can't offer their customers a range of products. They have one rate, which is a variable rate, that they offer their customers who are you know have come over to them from a lender. It's from the likes of say any of the lenders who you know all of whom have sold loans to loan servicing firms. They have entered into these um, contracts as, as you you guys have pointed out the loan offer states that your loan can be assigned to any provider so these loans have been sold to loan servicing firms who again are not banks they don't lend in traditional manners so therefore they don't have a range of products so Okay now Martina stock- sir,
0: does that also mean then that they're not regulated in the way that we would understand that there's a certain degree perhaps of safety provided by if you have a mortgage with a regulated bank which is looked after by the Central Bank of Ireland are you at a risk because Because the fact that you now have a loan gone to an entity which is not regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland,
2: no, the the Central Bank regulations still apply. The consumer protection code still applies to these lending to these to these loan servicing firms, but they're not mortgage lenders. They don't have a range of lending products or rates that they offer to you. So yes, you're protected under all of the consumer protection codes from the point of view of if you become into arrears, the same mortgage arrears resolution process would apply. However, when it comes to the actual rate that you can achieve, there is no rates on offer. There's not a band a suite of rates on offer except for the variable rate if you were a variable rate holder or your tracker rate and the, the original margin that would apply to your tracker rate will still apply if you're with a loan servicing firm. But They don't have products on offer other than their variable rate that they will offer to you. So you can't fix in a rising interest rate environment if you're with a loan servicing firm. Okay. Now,
0: something else I want to ask you about, Charlie, as I alluded to at the start, which is the age of
1: the first time buyer and the first time mortgage holder. It has gone up significantly, hasn't it? It's hit a record high, Matt. You're absolutely right there. Uh, first time buyers now, the median or typical uh, age now is 35. 35. 20 years ago, it would have been about 30. Uh, there's a number of reasons for that. It's, you know, uh, property prices are at record highs. Uh, you know, it's expensive to borrow at the moment, and uh, so people are waiting longer to, 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 or, s-
0: or perhaps they're taking longer to assemble the required deposit. That's what and I'm, I'm de- saying. De- de- deposit, to get the money to get, yeah.
1: You know, and they need to advance a bit in their career so that they have sufficient earnings to, to justify a mortgage. I mean, because you're talking about a typical mortgage of 285,000 euros out there for first time buyers. So, you know, also as well, if you're single, it's a real struggle to get to get a mortgage. So that's and people are getting married. Way. So they a, they a later need to be much older. The single people they need to be well advanced in their career. Sorry, Matt. Yeah, but people are married getting married at a later age as well. They are and and you know, typical woman have, is having children according to the Central Statistics Office in in her thirty thirty one thirty two. You know, so and they're waiting longer to have a family as well. P- typically, people buy a home, then they start a family. So you know, the, so the, there's been you know the, we're at a record level for for uh, people them taking out a mortgage twenty five according to the Banking Federation. So people are, are older and they're earning more than ever to, to try and get on the, the, the into the mortgage business.
0: But Martina, what length mortgages are they taking on? Because if you say get your mortgage at the age of 35, are you really going to take on a 35-year mortgage and be paying it all the way until you're 70?
2: Well, technically, you can match. You can take a term. The max term, uh, uh, you know, that expiry of a mortgage is at age seventy. So, if you are thirty five, at median age, you could take a mortgage term up to expiry of the mortgage at seventy years. The most popular mortgage term is a thirty year mortgage term. But certainly, as as you get older and as the average age of, an, of a new mortgage holder um, gets higher, then obviously you're paying your mortgage over a shorter period, and that can impact affordability on your monthly repayments.
0: Okay. What type of this moment, how difficult is it for people under the age of 30 to get a mortgage approval, do you think, Martina?
2: Yep. So mortgage approvals, the level of mortgage approvals has really never been as high, Matt. So that shows firstly the demand. OK, so the annual number of first time buyer mortgage approvals is just over 30,000 if you annualize it. And um, so that's a huge, a huge level. And, you know, there's, there's been over 11,000 mortgages drawn down, you know, in the first half of 2023. So the demand for mortgages is certainly there. You know, the alternative to buying, you know, most people d- do have that ambition to buy a home. The alternative is renting and the rental market is extremely challenging now. So the affordability, even though interest rates have increased, even though people are, you know, struggling to get deposits because obviously property price price inflation has made it more difficult to buy, and you have to have a large that larger deposit. It's still attractive for people to buy, so that demand is still there from mortgage holders to actually get on the property ladder and to own their own home, as opposed to paying rents, which the average rent in Dublin now is, you know, over two thousand three hundred a, a month. So if you look at where that equates to in terms of mortgages, it's certainly still attractive to buy. So so there is a pent up demand, as I would see it, from purchasers. And if we look at those figures in terms of median mortgage um, being drawn down for by a 35 year old, it takes time to buy property. So we would have a huge number of applicants who are looking to buy property, who are mortgage approved, who have their deposit, but just can't secure the property. So that, again, is pushing out that timeline. It's, you know, over a year in some cases, we would get reapprovals for clients who are actively looking to buy, but just can't secure that home. So that does take time.
0: OK, and one other thing, Martina, I want to ask you about is, is it too late now to move from a variable to a fixed rate? Or if you are getting your first loan, which one should you opt for?
2: Yeah, so 94% of mortgage customers, their mortgages are drawn down that on fixed rates. So we're a nation of short term mortgage, fixed rate mortgage holders. So they certainly are the most popular rates and the three to four or five-year fixed rates always have been more popular. And that was due to pricing on the longer-term fixed rates, also due to the availability of them. The likes of Avant Money now will have a whole of term fixed rate product. But in the main course, the the main pillar banks would still, you know, they're they're kind of pricing more keenly, their three- and five-year fixed rates. So the fixed rates are certainly more popular. If you're on a variable rate right now, we've, you know, still a significant number on tracker rates, but we also have standard variable rate customers who the variable rates have increased as much as perhaps some of the fixed rates over the last, you know, six to nine months in particular. But as, as savers demand a return on their savings and their investment, you will, and you will have seen in the last quarter in particular, variable rates start to continue to rise. So there are opportunities to lock in fixed rates below 4% right now. And that is seen, you know, if I was speaking to you 12 months ago, 24 months ago, that would have seemed like a high rate. But that is that, you know, you can get whole of term fixed rate mortgages from 3.95. There's green rates from 3.65. So there is value on the market right now, but it's harder to find. So okay. if you are on a variable rate, you know, fixed is an option. Charlie, do you think are there are a
0: lot of people overpaying in their mortgage in the sense that they have paid down a big chunk of it and the loan-to-value ratio of the mortgage to the value of the home is such that they should be on a cheaper rate but perhaps haven't actually looked to the bank to adjust their rate?
1: Or else they're on a variable rate. You know, for a long time, banks were writing to people, telling them, the rate you're on, we could we could offer you something better. They didn't want to touch it, don't want to interfere with it. You're absolutely right, Matt. There's a lot of people who've built up a fair bit of equity in the home who could get onto their bank. They don't need to move or, or switch just get onto their own uh, lender and say, look at, you know, I have, I have such and such equity in my home. So
0: say, say, for example, if the value of your mortgage was worth less than half the price you could expect to get on selling the house, you should be perhaps on a lower interest rate than you had been paying when you had maybe an
1: 80 or 90% mortgage. Just precisely, Matt. You know, they all have tiered rates based on your loan to value and they give you a lower rate if you have a decent amount of equity built up in the home. Also, as well, if you've done a lot of work, um, you know, if it's an older house and you've you've done work to to make it more environmentally friendly, and and and, and you know you've you've got uh, various, you, you might qualify for a green mortgage, where, where, where there's very very decent rates as well. Uh, so that's definitely worth exploring. People are not looking at that enough, I think, if, if they've spent money on 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 cladding and and and, and insulation and that kind of thing.
0: Okay, we have to leave it there. Charlie Weston, personal finance editor of the Irish Independent, Martina Hennessy, Managing Director of Doddle.ie. Thank you both for joining us. The last word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from four
2: thirty. Today.